0: from
1: Scottsdale.
2: This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast
0: with Jack and Ashy.
3: Thank you for tuning in to Warriors Weekly, the podcast about Glasgow Warriors by Glasgow Warriors. You can now download the podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcast and Acast and every other podcast platform. After two weekends without a game, rugby returns to Scottsdale this weekend as we take on Ulster in the semi-finals of the Guinness Pro 14. All 10,000 tickets here are sold out, but don't forget the final is just a week later down the road in Celtic Park. So if you've got a good feeling about Friday night's game, then head to scottishrugby.org now to secure your seat at Parkhead. Twelve months ago, we hosted a Guinness Pro 14 semi-final here at Scotston, losing out to the Scarlets. And speaking to the media earlier this week, assistant coach Jonathan Humphreys claims the squad is in a much better place a year down the line, having won eight games on the bounce to secure top spot in Conference A. Here's what he had to say. <laughs>
2: This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast.
3: I
1: join Affan. If we just start by asking you how how you're feeling after the week, preparing for the match on Friday, and what you're expecting, what kind of match you're expecting at the weekend?
0: Um, yeah, the, you know, the last sort of three weeks has been um, has been really good. Um, done a lot of sort of in-house competition, trying to keep the competitive edge of what we have got. Um, but the boys are in, in great spirits. Um, you know, we, we come to the end of the season. This is where we wanted to be. We want to be at home playing a semi-final. Is you know, there's a lot of excitement. But you know, we, we know there's is a huge challenge coming to us on Friday, and um, and one we're, we're we're ready for.
1: How significant will that home advantage be, do you think, in the match?
0: Uh, well, it's, it's it's brilliant for us. Um, our our crowd are so vocal. Um, when we give them something to, to cheer about, it's, uh, it's 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 huge for us. So um, to be at home, we, you know, we we knew that. Come the uh, the Edinburgh game. If we won that, then we don't we don't leave Glasgow. So we want to stay here and we want to make sure we're still fighting. You know, in a week's time, it's obviously been a bit of
1: a gap since the, the Edinburgh match. Those three weeks have passed. Is there any concerns about rustiness, match
0: fitness? There? It's uh, look, like we, we, we were here this time last year, so we sort of know not what to do. Um, but like I say, done everything has been sort of comp- competitions, whether that's fun competitions. Um, like we've been trying to push the, the competitive element to everything we've done. So, you know, it's not ideal, but we feel we're in a pretty good spot.
1: But what lessons have you learned from the Saracens match, one of the big other occasions here at Scottsdale this season? What can you take from that game into the weekend?
0: Um, One was that um, they're a hell of a good team. You know, that's shown in uh, the fact that they've gone on to win the competition. Um, But there's there's a few things in that game, you know, we, we, we didn't come probably. Um, as physically as we, we wanted to in that game and we, we got uh, we got undone so we know that you know with all the skill and all the flair we got there's got to be a, a huge physical element to our game and uh, and we've managed to bring that since but you know we're, we're all about you know how, how much better can we get how much more can we improve so that's what it's been about.
1: In terms of Ulster we say it's quite a patchy record you've got against them but certainly the last outing it was quite a convincing win and uh, so
0: again favourites for this match at the weekend? Um. Well, you'd like to think we're favourites you know we're, we're playing at home we finished top of our league so we probably got that favourites tag but you know we know that the, the last game um, you know, it's, it's, it counts for absolutely nothing for us this. this is playoffs rugby this is what everybody wants to be uh, this is where everybody wants to be playing their best rugby so um look the, the last game was great for us it got us on a, on a, on a, on a bit of an upward curve but we know it's coming on the weekend, and it's not going to be what was last game.
1: In terms of uh, injuries, obviously Van der Merwe thought we'd be out for the season. He looks like going for the rehab, and he's in a position. How's he looking? And the squad, and, and as a whole, are there any concerns for injuries there?
0: No, no, we're um, we're, we're pretty good. Um, there's a lot of competition for places. Um, you know, we make some decisions. You know, probably our last training session in terms of of people like DTH, whether he's he's fit and ready to go, but. They, they say they all, they all want to play they all want to be involved in this and um, so hopefully we're going to have a bit you know a lot of disappointed boys here
1: final question for me is how, how big of a draw is it that the finals at Celtic Park you know for you to potentially lift that trophy in Glasgow
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's huge for us you know at the start of the year when uh, when that was you know a possibility for us I think uh, everybody's disappointed to miss out on on the one in Murrayfield um, but you know to be in your home city. Um, with, with a massive crowd, it's just huge for us. So, but you know, the focus for us is Friday. We you know we, we've got to get there first. You mentioned you know you know not what to do after after last year's three-week break. Is it, what's been the biggest difference you've, you've instilled in the to keep the match sharpness going? I, I think it's, it's something we we talked a lot about all the way through the season in terms of when we reviewed last year. You know, we felt we came to the end and, and perhaps our energy levels wasn't where they needed to be. So, you know, we, we tailored a lot of things this year differently. Um, we, we, we needed to be in a position where we play our best rugby now and, and, and hopefully that's going to be the case. Well, obviously you, the, the form in the league has, has been exceptional in the last few weeks as well, so do you believe you can you know, continue your left off? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, We believe that we're, we're, good, enough, uh, we're good enough to win, you know, but we've got to be at our best to do that. And, uh, and that's a challenge for us. So we bring our best game, we bring our A game, uh, with the physicality that's needed, and then we have got a good chance of winning this. There's obviously a few players, and you know yourself leaving as well in this season. Does that come into the play you want to sign off on a, on a high note? Is there a lot of do you have to take the emotion out of it a wee bit, or do you have to? Yeah. Look at it? It's, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not about that, you know. It's, uh, there's, there's important players here who, who won't be putting on a Warrior jersey for a long time. So you know that that's at the back of your mind. But for right now, you know we got to focus on what the, the task is in hand, which is winning next, uh, winning on Friday.
1: The official Glasgow Warriors podcast.
3: Friday is the last chance you can watch Glasgow at Scottsdale this season, but our summer camps will return to the stadium this summer. So if you think your son or daughter is the next Tommy Seymour or Johnny Gray, then don't miss out. The camps will run in Glasgow from Monday the 15th of July to Friday the 19th of July before going on the road to the Jason White Pavilion, home of Aberdeen Wanderers RFC on Wednesday the 7th of August more information or to book a place head to the club website now
2: jack and ashy with the weekly glasgow warriors podcast ooh, 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 ooh,
1: ooh,
0: ooh.
3: the last time we reached the final of the guinness pro 14 we faced ulster in the semi-finals here at scotston winning in the most dramatic of fashions finn russell's touchline conversion in the 77th minute sneaking the victory DTH Van der Merwe scored the winning try that day, but supporters might not remember that he was due not to play because of a hand injury. 4 years later, he's back early again from an injury layoff in time for the semi-final, and I sat down with him earlier today to talk through his rehab and to look back at that game 4 years ago. The
2: latest from Scottston, the weekly Glasgow Warriors podcast. So firstly,
3: welcome back to full fitness, earlier than expected how how have you managed that because we we told the world that you were out for the season we expected you to be out for the season and here you
2: are ready for a semi-final yeah it was uh, it was a tough pill to swallow when I got told I have to uh, get surgery um, but uh, four weeks I guess four weeks after the getting out of the sling and having my follow-up appointment I guess at six weeks I just was you know f- ahead of where Miss McBurney the surgeon uh, thought I would be um, in terms of my range of motion and so that you know allowed us to um, push my rehab a bit further and then my follow up appointment after that again it was more advanced so um, then there was a bit of a the light at the end of the tunnel that I, I could possibly be involved in at the end of the season so um, just had to smash my rehab as hard as I can and, and here we are um, I think it's about 12 weeks later and I'm available for selection. How
3: far ahead of schedule is that?
2: I think it's about four weeks oh, ahead four of schedule. Yeah. And what
3: did you do? Anything? Was there anything you were doing while you were injured to speed up that process, or did you just get a bit lucky?
2: No, I think it's just oh, maybe a bit of luck, but I think um, I've had a couple of shoulder surgeries before this, so I knew what it take to get back um, to full fitness, and I just you know try to do my rehab every single day and just try and push hard and and. Uh, you know, even though t- there's there's tough days, and you might want to skip a set or a rep here, but ultimately, I knew I wanted to play a part, and still at the end of this season, and uh, I didn't want to be sitting in the stands come you know semi final final time. So um, yeah, that really drove me to to smash my rehab and get it done.
3: So it was always a goal, even when you were told you won't play again this season. You kind of didn't take that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think personally, I just didn't take it. Didn't want it to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, obviously, it's tough. You you get told mm-hmm. a certain amount of time, four or five months, is your recovery time. But who's to say that you can't get back, you know, faster than that? If um if every, if everything's repaired on the inside, um then as long as you do your rehab, you should be good. And my longest wait was my was my bicep tendon that they had to repair or cut off and re uh, reattach. So for eight weeks, I couldn't do any bicep work. So all my my loading and so on was other than um you know using the bicep.
3: Who was injured at the same time? Who was your return to play group?
2: Uh, it was a mixed bag of guys. We had Lee Jones; um, he was out obviously with a knee. Um, Hugh Jones, uh, Ryan Wilson, Matt Smith. Well, Matt doesn't really do much we have, but <laughs> um, now so I had a good return to play guy uh, group. Um.
3: And is that, do you have little competitions among yourselves? Does he, uh, do you challenge each other? Yeah,
2: there's definitely there's definitely challenges. The biggest challenge is not being late or or. Uh, um, you get fined, or if you don't put your weights away, or you don't you leave your your, your book out, um, your weights book, you get fined. Um, just some dice. We do a dice roll, and have a few fun things that we we have to do. Dress up, buy coffees for the team, and right, so okay. on. So, is there? There's um, a full kit one, isn't there? Yeah, it's a full kit. So have a coffee by yourself for half an hour in a <laughs> coffee shop um, with full rugby gear and boots on. So, oh, nice. Um, Who's had to do that? I think George Turner had to do it once. Um, that's about it. I had to. um do an act of a play or a movie, a movie scene uh, to do. So I did. Dude, where's my car? Right. Okay. Yeah.
3: So the the parallels are. I th- I think it's all a bit spooky that four years ago you you break your hand against Cardiff, you you're told you won't play, you come back early, and then it's a semi final against Ulster yeah. here at Scotstoun. Do you have you thought of it that way?
2: Yeah, you think about it a little bit, but. Um, in the end, i can't rely on you know that experience just to to fulfill me this this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a different injury. bones had to heal um, i I just used the i think it's called an osteotron which helps with the bone healing and then we had the follow up exam on on the hand and it was all healed so that was a bit different than this time um not much re- as as in terms of rehab, I yeah, guess yeah. you just had to wait for the bones to heal. But yeah, it's a, I guess it's something special that you play against Ulster again at home. Um, but uh, I wouldn't, you know, just I wouldn't hope that we just get the same result because of it has happened in the mm-hmm. past. Um, I think this is going to be a tough game, like that one was. But it'll have, you know, different different um, aspects of the game.
3: What are your memories of four years ago? Of when did you find out that you were going to play that you weren't gonna gonna miss the games?
2: Uh, for that, I I don't remember actually. I. I knew I went away, same as this time, I went away on holiday for a week to Spain um, in 2015 Mm -hmm. and uh, when I came back, when I found out the bones were healed, then it was just a matter of trying to get fit and Mm -hmm. then I was able to get onto a bench in that game and Greg gave me I think it was like 14 minutes or something like that at the end of the game and uh, but the, the biggest memory is always just scoring that try and making that kick for Finn. Um, mm-hmm. It was amazing. Um, such a good. I remember that the actually the the sky was amazing in that game as well. There's some cool pictures of, yeah, of yeah. the game with some real like red backdrop of the sun going down. So you know, all in all, it was a special day. You scored an awful lot of tries more than
3: anyone else. Is that your is that your favourite one?
2: Yeah, that's probably going to be the favourite one in the Glasgow jersey for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, you think about you, some of the your first try that you scored, so I scored that against Edinburgh. Um, that was special, but um, just how much it meant to, to everyone, to myself, my family, and to the club, uh, to score that try in the corner. Um, but it was a massive team effort. There's a, quite a few phases yeah. um, going into that second there, 22, and then Finn threw, you know, first of all, picked the ball up on his shoelaces and then, um, just threw a massive pass over the top in, were you expecting comfort.
3: it did you know you know he had that in his locker yeah, yeah.
2: definitely um, it's just something you, you kind of build a little bit of relationships with different people um, in that game Henry Pargos uh, you know, he was now left and moved on to Edinburgh I had just a special thing with him as well you could just didn't have to call anything just give him a little look he, just knew, he, he, knew, knew, he knew where to pass and same with Finn he, you know, as soon as I saw him looking at me I knew what he was going to do and he knew I was going to be flat and be able to catch the ball so Um, but that just comes with you know games together did you watch his kick no I looked the the other way (laughs) just waiting for the crowd yeah just waiting for the crowd and then he did a double fist bump which is nice (laughs) if what would you prefer
3: would you that joy at the end of the game must be unrivaled but the tension before it must be pretty hard
2: would you prefer something like that or would you prefer no no definitely not i prefer (laughs) an easier game Mm -hmm. um, just a full lead out lead them the whole game but who's to say that's going to happen you know um, that's an ideal world but um, a win is a win and I take a win anyway it comes if it comes in yeah. the last minute of the play or, or you know you can do it before halftime type of thing um, I'll take it What's the chat bit about Ulster this week? I think just to not to switch off not to you know rest on our morals and don't look back at the, the last time we played Ulster you know as we had a pretty good score in that game, but um, this is going to be a different beast. Um, this is semifinals. Everyone wants to make it to a final. You have worked 22 weeks of or t- 22 weeks of games, mm-hmm. um, and it's been a long, long season. You know, some guys, you know, it's about 10, 11 months of preseason and and games. So, and it comes down to these last two weeks. So, you don't want to fall over that hurdle now. Um, you've done so well all season long, and um, you know, just st- stick to our structure. Stick to what we. We do well and just concentrate on ourselves, um, and then hope for the best in the game. And then, should we get to the final, it's been a goal
3: all season—a uh, final here in Glasgow. But should we get there, you—you you score, don't you? Because that's what
2: you do—you score in finals. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to keep that streak alive. <laughs> um, you know, I think the biggest thing, just when it got announced that the game will be in Glasgow, at Celtic Park, um, you just didn't want to be on the on your couch sitting in your house yeah. that day. Um, whether it's your team playing or not, your team not playing um, watching two you know, I guess two Irish provinces it would be um, if we didn't make it playing in Glasgow and, and being in Glasgow at that time um, would be a you know bitter pill to swallow um, so you know, I think I think our team's ready um, we've waited a long time for this and just get to that get to the final
3: the last time we were in a final we won a final was leading into a World Cup do you think that's anything to do with it psychologically these players
2: are fighting for their international jerseys is that in the back of people's minds I think there could be but it, I think it's just the way you look at it and there can be two ways about it you can either see it as, as games prepping to make the World Cup squad mm-hmm. but then there's also the, the the thing in the back of your head that you're getting injured uh, it's another two one or two games that you could get injured and that could be your World Cup over so um, I think it's it's tough to you know parallel those the the World Cup coming in coming to the forefront now but um We'll take whatever we can get, I guess. You've spoken for what it
3: will mean to you playing for Canada at that World mm-hmm. Cup, and the way you went about getting there, and you kind of went went did it the hard way as a nation. Are you excited to be there, and what are you what you're looking forward to most in Japan?
2: Yeah, I think it. Uh, yeah, There's no secret we've we've fallen off the, the bandwagon a bit with Canada, but we've we've managed to make it to the World Cup in the last possible way, and it's been tough. So everything's behind the eight ball at the moment we um, are prepped you know the getting ready our hotels ready and, and leading up to the World Cup and getting pre preseason games out before mm-hmm. the World Cup um, this must be tough for the management but ultimately that's what they're there for to you know get these things sorted so you now I'm excited um, it will be my fourth World Cup my last World Cup um, as a player and uh, you know I just want to make my myself and my family proud and then my the country proud and just do everything i can to get a win some group you guys have got out there yeah it's a tough one um south africa new zealand italy and uh, namibia so um, how many times have you played south africa before i've never played them all oh, right so what would that be like yeah this is this is what i think is probably the most special part is just playing in a world cup or playing against uh, south africa in uh, international match um i'm very excited for that mm-hmm. um 'll probably bring some tears well, I say, an, do you think you'll get the a trombone anthem, trombone? So, yeah, I think it'll be quite tough when when the anthem's up sung, um maybe I'll sing it as well the anthem, south you african, the sing anthem. both? yeah, maybe i'll yeah you know, in the end I'm <laughs> south african born and mm-hmm. but right well, then I had my later life in Canada, so um that'll be special hopefully i'll I'll be fit by then or uh, i'll stay fit till then and uh, be involved in that game.
3: I've heard haircut rumors,
2: yeah, there's a few rumors out there um None. Started by myself. No, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about something, something for the World Cup. I did it in 2011 World Cup. Bleached my hair. Um, maybe this time I'll give it a shave and then bleach it as well. So maybe oh, like, like a little David Beckham style or. Oh, nice. Or like you, like me. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's why I shave my head.
0: <laughs>
3: um, finally, residents of Scotland might see you scooting around on a on a new pair of wheels. Talk, talk <laughs> us through your new toy.
2: Yeah, so I've got this uh, pure scooter um i've been wanting it before like since last year maybe you know august time but thought christmas i'll be getting it but you know santa wasn't good enough (laughs) to me this time or maybe i was naughty he didn't bring it and and luckily then uh, for my birthday in april i got this uh, pure scooter which is lovely is it Um, motorized or it's electric so it takes about five hours to to charge gets about 30 kilometers range um you can go up to 25 kilometers per hour um I've heard they're illegal on the streets and on the pavements, but I guess if a cop tries to pull me over, I'll just start scooting with my foot. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's nice. I live, you know, I live in Scottsdale, so it's quite close by. You know, I could walk in, but why not have an electric scooter to come in with? It's quicker. and I keep forgetting stuff at home, and I can just quickly you nip back. Home. It takes me literally a minute to get back to the house um, and back and back to the stadium. So. Um, and then there's also a way to keep up with the kids on there outside do
3: you do you share the the toy with the kids or no, they got their own? no
2: they've got their own so they got push scooters and bikes so but but they're really fast, so it's tough to keep up with them when they are on their scooters. you're constantly running to the next road to see if there's cars coming across and especially with a boy he doesn't mm-hmm. get that cars can hit him um, right. so <laughs> still bit now naive I it. now I can you know stay ahead of them at the whole time and it's quite quite nice you even take the dog with and he just runs. So yeah it's lovely
3: did I uh, speaking of the kids did I see a pair of rugby posts go up in the back garden recently are you trying to steer them in that direction
2: um, not really yeah we call it v- uh, Vandermurray Stadium VDM Stadium in the back of uh, the backyard um, we've got some lovely neighbours in, in in Scottsden that the kids come over and put actually got some uh, artificial uh, grass from Ravenscraig when it got redone so yeah, took yeah. the old stuff and uh, got it put in by Paddy um, into the backyard. So you've got your own little Scottsdale Yeah, got my own little scots in the backyard. So I've got some football posts and rugby posts. But uh no, I'm not really pushing the kids into anything. Uh, my boy says he wants to play football. Um, Nola, she says she wants to play rugby. But I don't know. We'll see. She enjoys her dance classes and um, a lot too. So I'll just let them do whatever they want. Um, my parents never pushed me in a certain way. I just. You know, picked up the rig ball and knew it was that was the sport I wanted to play. So, if if they want to play rugby, you know, I'll fully support them and I'll be the number one supporter and helping them, you know, develop their skills where I can. Um, but at the moment it's just about you know, having fun in the backyard, play with balls, play with the other neighbors' kids, mm-hmm. and the back gate's always open for anyone to drop in and just have a bit of fun. How many nations could they represent? Is it four? Uh, no, th- so um, no, luck in Play for Scotland. Yeah. Uh, Lockie for Wales and mm-hmm. Harlow's for England. And obviously I'm South African my wife's Canadian, so right, we got five nations there. All right, nice. Yeah.
0: This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast.
3: Thank you for tuning in to Warriors Weekly. If you don't have a ticket to Scottson on Friday night, the game will be live on Premier Sports or you can follow it across all of our social media channels here. Those lucky enough to be coming along, let's make as much noise as possible and give those playing their last game at Scottson a fitting send-off and do everything we can to make sure we're at Celtic Park on May the 25th.
2: Asco Warriors, official podcast.
0: With Jack and Ashy.